Okay, so yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I got all excited. I was like, yeah, we'll do that, Sam, and then we, and then you'll take your trip, and then when you come back and we'll feel refreshed, we'll start our holiday our holiday run through of that movie that we discussed because I wanted to be surprised. Yes. <laughs> cool. Uh, hello, and welcome back to the Real Horror Show. I am your host Samantha. And I am joined by the Stormy Skies. Hi, listeners. This is our mini show. I realized I wrote a brand new intro for our full episodes, but don't have one for the mini show. The mini shows are just where we are watching a show in our free time together and discuss that and then pick our next movie review. Yeah. Nothing super serious. Usually the the show we're watching involves the Vampire Diaries, but we finished the originals. And we need a break. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. It's it's a lot. Um, it but good news, when we're ready to return to the universe, the SAG after strike has officially ended this week. Yes. Oh, nice. So that's very exciting. We can talk about horror movies that we've seen in theaters like Saw 10. Excellent, right? Amazing. Amazing. It was so good. I so cried. Good. I I didn't think I'd get emotional in a Saw movie, but <gasps> I so. would cry too. I I probably like know exactly where you probably cried because it is really emotional to see John Kramer that much. And yes. if you're a huge fan, it's just really like it serves the the fans so well. Yes. Yeah. So I already have this thing. I loved my grandpa so much. So yeah. I just have this thing about <laughs> when movies in literature show old men in their 80s in very vulnerable positions it makes me very emotional the last book that made me sob was um every morning the sunset gets farther and farther away something like that it's a very long title yeah um by Friedrich Bachman and it's from the perspective of an old man who has dementia and gosh like I sobbed reading that book Sam yeah Um, so seeing Tobin Bell like this when he's 80 Mm -hmm. and John Kramer is at the height of his illness and he's getting scammed and like we the viewers know it's a scam they showed it in the trailers that it was going to be a scam and just even if you didn't watch the trailer you know it's a scam because he's still sick and soft (laughs) yes remembering where this movie takes place in the timeline yeah Yeah, so too then right because it's after okay uh this apparently this movie takes place like weeks after the first saw movie nice so (laughs) seeing him in that position and just so relieved when the surgery was a quote-unquote success yeah and then the realization he has because he's happy he's not gonna do saw stuff anymore he has no reason to he he's gonna keep living a long full life yeah so he buys the bottle of tequila that one of the people gave to him while he was staying at this really nice house to get the surgery yeah um and he tracks down where they were because it was a top secret location but he's an engineer and a very smart guy so he figured it out (laughs) yeah he buys the tequila to take to her and then the house is empty and he pieces it together and then he saws them and he did (laughs) nothing wrong (laughs) oh my god i love that can we please say that like whenever we're um you ever gonna talk them. about yeah whenever he has just say like they saw it yeah saws them <laughs> and <laughs> they of, fucking deserved it yeah instead of saying put them in a game or a trap we'll just say he saws them yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome I, I mean Gabriella didn't deserve it she's very much supposed to represent Amanda 
prior, like the, yes. the Amanda before she became mm-hmm. John's apprentice. Right. Yes. Absolutely. And, and she's the it. one that beat her trap. She beat her trap. She won. John wanted to take her to the hospital because them's the rules. Yeah. But that bitch face crushed her neck. Yeah, she did. That's so rude. And yes. yeah, all of them got sawed though. So like they all deserved it except for her. Yeah. And she yeah. did beat the trap. And that was like a crazy, insane trap, dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I loved it. it. Uh, Tobin Bell was excellent. Um, and yeah, it felt like a it felt like a goodbye to John Kramer in a way. It did, yeah. But I, whenever like after I saw this, I I like to think about this a lot. But I think a lot about um, Tobin Bell and like, did he know that like when Saw One happened that this was gonna happen? And he would just be a superstar in like I, our community. You know I, I really mean? don't think so because yeah, um, he's so old. Like maybe you might not think like you're gonna be yeah, at the height of your career in your eighties. He would have been in yeah. He would have been in his what uh, yeah. late fifties, early sixties in the first Saw movie. Um, let me do some math because it was twenty years ago at this point, right? Over twenty well, years it, ago, it was. Holy <laughs> so, hell. He's a good looking dude too. So I don't think so because as we recall, the original Saw was a very, very low budget movie that they, I don't think anyone expected the success that they had. And Tobin Bell, I believe was literally hired to just lay on the floor for two weeks (laughs) for the plot twist. Yeah. Um, But it's his voice. He he made it iconic. Yeah. So I, I don't think any of them knew it would blow up to this extent that 20 years later we'd all be super pumped to see him fully return like he's always never not been in a saw mm-hmm. movie yeah but he's just there in spirit and flashback after three so quick math he was 62 when the first one was released in 2004 which is 19 years ago and right wow. now he's 81 yeah so but I, I don't younger think, yeah <laughs> I don't think he expected that kind no. of success and I don't think any of the people who went into the movie expected that right but listen oh my gosh I'm so glad that it's it's him and I think that we all hold him very um close to our hearts because <laughs> when we in spoilers we're gonna <laughs> probably do a saw retrospective after we get back from the Thanksgiving holiday yeah um heck yeah because I don't think Tobin Bell was the name they were using to draw people to see Saw. It was Carrie Ewells because yeah. Carrie Ewells was he's the a, biggest name in that movie. Yeah, he's like a he's a huge star as well. Yeah, and he was leading into Saw. Uh, he was Wesley. Uh, he was um, the rival meteorologist in Twister. Yeah, I was going to say, he's the dude from Twister. <laughs> the bad guy. The one who was in it for the money, not the science. Jonas. <laughs> not Jonas. Um, yeah, he's in it for the money, not the science. Yeah, he's the guy from The Princess Bride and then whatever else he was in. But then the the other movie I know him from it would be this, Saw. Really? Not Robin um, Hood Men in Tights? No, I haven't seen that. <gasps> but it, is it's, it good? He's in it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It makes fun of, um, one of the most famous lines is, uh, yeah. unlike other Robin Hoods, I can do a British accent because yeah. Men in Tights came out right after the Kevin Costner Robin Hood oh, okay. and Kevin Costner can't do a British accent. <laughs> but that Robin Hood was more serious though, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, Men in Tights is a Mel Brooks movie. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, but so. we will not be tackling Saw until after probably December. Yeah, I think with Thanksgiving, December is going to be when we pick up recording again. Yep, sounds um, about right. So next week, we're going to be reviewing a movie I've been excited to watch. Um, it's a Shutter exclusive, made its round in the indie circuits earlier this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Ooh, yeah. Um, cool. It's about a brilliant uh, prodigy, uh, prodigal... Uh, don't make yeah. fun of me. I work in a church. <laughs> no, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Prod- a, a teenage prodigy yeah. uh, who believes death is a disease that can be cured and her brother is brutally murdered, I'm assuming in police violence based on the trailers. And so she embarks on a journey to bring him back to life. It is a Frankenstein retelling. The cinematography in this movie looks absolutely breathtaking and I'm excited to finally watch it. Um, since Shudder is cool and has user reviews on the movie, yeah. the horror community is being how it usually is when the movies star more than one black person, yeah. um, which is fucking trash. I know. I the the comments, not not this movie. Yeah. Um, no. Um, but because it is a quote unquote woke horror movie, I'm sure great, great blue blooded red white and blue american loving horror fanatics yeah. um are not happy with it right. is what i'm getting at this looks cool though yes i i love a good frankenstein retelling and on that note there's another frankenstein retelling coming out sometime later this year either december or january i don't know if we have an exact date yet but poor things starring emma stone um, which is yeah, is that a what wacky... that's about? Frankenstein. Yeah, it's a Frankenstein retelling. Um, yeah. It's a little wacky. It's a female Frankenstein, and okay. so she's Frankenstein. Then Emma Stone is that why she looks so bizarre? Yes, <laughs> okay, and cool. it is in a. I think it's kind of an erotic type Ooh. movie because as men would do in this situation. Um. Well, she has, she has the mind of a child and as she grows up, she goes through the things we go through when we grow up and the men around her take advantage of that. Uh, so it's good. It's going to be a fun movie. It's going to be a, it's going to be a weird movie. Maybe we'll cover it. Mm-hmm. We'll see if my Ooh, theater yeah. actually gets it. Sometimes my theater gets these great indie movies and sometimes it doesn't. And it's very disappointing. <laughs> yeah. You've seen a lot of movies though so far, Sam, because you did that thing. <laughs> I did. I did. On on my personal Instagram, I rapid fired through a lot of movies I've seen in theater since the strike started, which isn't as much as I would like. I had kind of a drought in October, not intentionally, just Boulder's Gate came out and I ended up hooked on that. And well, that's going to be the game of the year, probably. It's not going to be game of the year. People who are saying that are Delulu. You don't think it's going to be game of the year? No, um, what is so it gonna be then? It's gonna be Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like, 
not even like <laughs> implying that it's rigged. Zelda was the better game and people are looking at Boulder's Gate 3 with rose tinted glasses and I've had a blast playing it. I'm on my second playthrough. I'm romancing the hot vampire. That <laughs> romance was written for the Twilight girlies. You can't convince me otherwise. Okay. <laughs> but it but, is yeah. extremely broken in ah. the later stages of the game and even the middle stages it's been in beta since 2021 okay and there was really no reason for it to come out this year and david and i talked about it how we enjoy the oh. game but it is super yeah. broken and neither <laughs> one of us understand why this game gets a pass for being super broken and unfinished on release whereas a game like cyberpunk 2077 was ripped to shreds it was fucking ripped to shreds i won't say it's as bad but there are parts until the recent patch there were parts of act three that were unplayable because the game would just break and from my understanding you guys have a ps5 it's unplayable on ps5 because it just wasn't ready for full launch and i think it's fine that it wasn't ready but they could have waited until 2024 because I think they would have had a guaranteed game of the year if they waited till 2024. Coming out during a Zelda year is fucking stupid. That's true because it will always win anyway. Zelda I mean, will I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here delusional, fighting for my life that Resident Evil 4 remake is going to oh, win game of the year. I wish, I wish too, dude. And my reasons are valid, despite what my friends tell me. They're like, you're not going to give it to a remake of a game that already exists, which they kind of are with Tears of the Kingdom. I know they added a lot of new content to <laughs> yeah. Tears of the Kingdom, but it's the same overworld map. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) but no Resident Evil 4 the original is still heralded as one of the best games of all time and I think the remake improved on every aspect of that original game is everything about it incredible and it still hung on to like the original whimsy okay and I just they released the separate fours separate ways DLC yeah phenomenal it's actually a real game it's longer than the Resident Evil 3 remake and oh sweet it's so good because the original separate ways like um unlockable dlc game from the original ps2 ported over to steam and Mm -hmm. other modern consoles was just an asset flip to make the ps2 release special and you could tell it wasn't good the like story (laughs) beats didn't match up well but the new separate ways is a true like B scenario to Resident Evil Four. Yeah, it's. I've it's seen just some a, of the playthrough. Yeah, it's a beautiful game, it and beautiful. if it doesn't win Game of the Year, which it won't, I I admit it. I can accept that. I yeah. am at peace with that. I do think um, Nick Anastopoulos or however you say his Greek last name, yeah, um, should get voice actor of the year. And that game. would be who? who he he voiced he? Leon. He's voiced Leon from Resident oh, Evil 2 to Resident Evil 4. God. So that's so, him. It's yeah. still him. Yeah, which wow. I have to double check this fact, but I'm pretty sure he's the first voice actor to carry Leon through two games. I know um, Matthew Mercer has been playing him in the movies, but for the games between two and four it was a different voice actor originally between the original two games and nick was able to continue the character development of leon kennedy through two games and you can see that character development in these two games back to back so 
I think he would deserve it in my yeah. humble opinion. Oh, absolutely. Either way, the game, the game awards this year are going to be messy and it's fine. It ultimately <laughs> doesn't matter. The game awards exist because some guy had too much money and he decided to create the video game, award. Award. <laughs> game award. I mean, I'm, I, I'm 90% sure that's the story. I'd have to check with David, but I'm pretty sure that's the story of the game awards. Well, thank you for letting me know about Baldur's Gate because I was just hearing all this like amazing things, but I, no one was saying anything about it being like messed up. So like, Mm -hmm. no, it's, it's really fun. I don't know (laughs) if you would like it because it's a Dungeons and Dragons based game. So all the mechanics are based around mechanics and Dungeons and Dragons. I played, uh, briefly an old Baldur's Gate. And then I play Diablo now, but I would, I only play the, like, uh, couch co-op. So I don't play a single player. Yeah. Yeah, So it's a, it's a turn-based combat system. I haven't really enjoyed it when I've played it with a controller, (laughs) but mouse and keyboard, I really like it. It's a lot of fun. It's a beautiful game. Yeah. It just, I don't think it should have been fully released this year. It still needed a lot of work. They've released four patches fixing issues with the game since August. Oh my god. But it's it's fun. It's fun. Okay. okay. I would just since you guys have a PS5, I would wait a little while oh, if you yeah. plan on getting it. Okay. Yeah, well that's a good point. Thank you because I was I I was like on the fence. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Okay, well cool. I'm glad we talked about that. And uh yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. Oh, it's probably gonna be Zelda. Oh, annoying. Okay, well great. I, I love Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, you do? Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. No, Sorry that really... we talked about it. I was like, oh, <laughs> no like I loved it I haven't finished it yet because I watched David beat it so I just yeah. haven't felt compelled to finish it right. but <laughs> I love it it's a really great game yeah. and I think like this has been a great year for video games in general yeah and I do think it probably deserves game of the year right. um but the arguments against Resident Evil 4 being a contender are stupid when Zelda used the same overworld map it, they did add like the the sky world in an underground world yeah but yeah dude i agree i know i hope that same assets they use the same assets it will win something right like it's gonna win game of the year it's gonna win probably best score it's is it it the zelda franchise is a juggernaut just admit it accept it when if your favorite game (laughs) comes out in a zelda year it's not gonna win game of the year just accept it (laughs) And also, it's yeah. it's gonna win Game of the Year because it's been the most anticipated game since it was announced in like 2019. When are the awards? I think December or January. Okay, I gotcha. You probably yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, they're gonna be spicy. Stay off Reddit that day. Um, yeah. <laughs> speaking Dude, of spicy. Speaking of Reddit, you go first. But speaking of Reddit, I'll hold my thought. <laughs> oh yeah. What 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 did you do on Reddit? We thought, no, okay, so no, on Reddit, and just to backtrack a little bit, because one, Sam, you and I should, like, do, like, a gaming podcast and just do scary games, but anyway, that's a side thought. We have a Twitch. I know. It's just, our schedules are so sporadic. (laughs) Mine, I'm just using that excuse because your schedule's sporadic. Mine's really not. Yeah, yours really not, but you said, but you have, you're like, ooh, you and I are, like, attached. (laughs) I have a job that sucks my soul away, so when I get home, I don't want to sit in front of a computer anymore right I it's also you. really killed my writing career so oh, yeah um but, but anyway i read it um so regarding saw are are you on the saw subreddit at all i haven't Dude, i'm scared 
go on the salsa Reddit. Don't be scared because it's okay. not, it's it's not like what you think. It's actually like really hilarious because the epitome of the salsa Reddit is just like thirst traps of like all the dudes in the saw movies <laughs> Excellent. constantly and it's like my top five and it's like always like th- just all like the hottest dudes in any of the movies but like Excellent. everyone is obsessed with uh Hoffman Mark Hoffman and mm-hmm. stuff because he's so huge so yeah I think you should definitely hop on there and just uh really get sucked let yourself get sucked in before we do our run through of all the movies <laughs> all right I'll get you're, gonna have a really, you're gonna have a good time it's really funny and and silly but it's full of like super nerds so every time like every once in a while there will be like a hidden gem of like a super like behind the scenes thing that you've never heard of before you know so Ooh. really cool stuff excellent I yeah. will check it out I think that's all I have to say about reddit um I'm gonna talk about uh me watching anime these days <laughs> I made it to chapter 13. Yeah, I made it to chapter 13. And I'm at the point where I'm actually like eager to watch more because I want to see what happens next. Yeah. I've I've got to that point that you you have. We're at the same point. I didn't watch any more in case you didn't watch any more. So we're at the same point, episode 13, 14, um, which means you passed my favorite episode of the early -er episodes, (laughs) which is, I think, episode nine, Doubt after uh chief yagami's had his heart had a heart attack he's yes. in the hospital um a, a non-kira heart attack a work stress related <laughs> heart attack it happens Yuck. while um l and light are on a little date and l yeah. is <laughs> inquisiting um him making sure he's not kira or just making sure he's up to the task of being on the kira task force he shows him images of three of his crime scenes um in a fake image yeah um <laughs> and of course light knows this is fake and he's like ah oh, shit gotta <laughs> mind bend my way out of this right yeah but i'm finding that like light i like him more and more because he's like so smart and so strategic yeah. and so clever and i'm like damn yeah uh, yeah and um so <laughs> After Chief Yagami's in the hospital, uh, a new station, a TV station, goes live with a message from Kira. Uh, and Kira is going to start killing news broadcasters on other channels unless demands are met. And yeah. it's quickly discerned that this isn't the real Kira, but someone who has the powers of Kira. And they don't know how to stop the broadcast because they're watching the TV station. So anytime someone goes near the door, Kira is able to just kill them but how can they do this when they don't know their names and um chief yagami checks himself out of the hospital and drives a fucking bus through the tv station and pulls a gun on the producer and says end the broadcast now yeah and and the episode ends with a shot of binoculars sitting on a table so whoever the second Kira is has the eyes and it it is revealed I think at the very very end of the episode Mm -hmm. that it's a girl who Mm -hmm. has the eyes who worships Kira yes it's just like a little ditzy goth girl yeah with blonde hair how about that little Misa Amani has entered 
the series for Stormy. She's a sweet little goth girl who's obsessed with uh, Kira and now Light Yagami. It just made her day to find out he was also a high school student, a hot yes. one at that. Yes. <laughs> Super hot. And um, <laughs> she finds him, goes to his house, and pledges her loyalty to Kira. And since she has the eyes, she made the deal with her Shinigami yeah. to acquire his eyes. And the way Mises acquired her Death Note is because another Shinigami, not Rem, um, was watching her, fell in love with her. And knew the day she was going to die because of the Shinigami eyes. And when that day approached, he interfered. He killed the guy who was going to kill her. So he died. Mm -hmm. And because of that, Rem acquired a second death note and took it down to her. And because of that, Misa also gained the the remaining lifespan of that Shinigami. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very interesting. All this lore is becoming pretty cool. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, even though her lifespan was cut in half by getting the Shinigami eyes, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't really matter because she's probably going to live a long time anyway. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Light is like, hell yes, you are a great asset to this team. You're cute. You can be my girlfriend, which is what she really wanted. Yeah, but um, I didn't get to that part. I got to the part where they were both at the end of the episode, they were both at the coffee shop and then they were both sitting apart. Oh, okay, so, so you're not at the episode where she declares her love for him. I'm sure that's coming, but yeah, I can't yeah. wait to, okay. to see that because I'm yeah. sure, yeah, and like, it's so funny because whenever he did get, like, I saw the episode where he like gets into college and stuff and, and studies for his entrance exams like a freaking psychopath and then like, of oh, course, yeah. gets the top score because he's like a freak. Oh, yeah. So you also saw the part where L reveals himself. Yeah, yes. Well, of course. Yes, I've seen that part. And then L is just there and he's like all awkward. And like the one girl's like, oh, I like him. And they're like, why? You you should like the other one. (laughs) Which is so real, right? It is. It is. They're so different. You put Zac Efron and Gerard Way next to each other. You (laughs) fucking like Zac Efron. (laughs) Which um, Exactly. But they're both the same. That is a more apropos comparison yes. to Light if you're going to cast a white guy to play Light because um, very early on when Zach was in his early 20s with the high school musical mm-hmm. uh, teenage heartthrob thing, yeah. um, he was like a top contender or top internet pick to play Light yeah. Yagami in an American remake. Wow. He had, he had the quote unquote look if you forget that they're supposed to be Japanese right yes yeah. <laughs> um but good news good ish news with the strike yeah. over once we finish yes. with the series we can watch the netflix movie i would like um, to watch it just to see it since yeah. i will have this background knowledge yeah. of like what it really should be and um it stars nat wolf who i don't know if you know him because you are technically like a year and a half older than me so you may have been too old for um oh, fuck what's it called the fucking it's a show about brothers in a band on nickelodeon oh Um, i'm looking it up now it's called the naked brothers band the naked brothers band he was in the naked brothers band he was also in the john green uh movie paper towns and his brother his brother um alex wolf was in hereditary so anyway he's the guy they cast for light yagami in the american death note alex 
He's got a big mole on his face. Oh, that guy. Yeah. They both have moles in different places. You can tell they're siblings. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> By the way, now Wolf does not resemble light. I'm just going to put it out there right now. <sighs> yeah. I wish it, it would have been yeah. maybe like a Japanese person instead. But I'm yeah, just saying. It should have been. But rumor has it, and okay. I will confirm this in a yeah. couple months when we watch the movie, that uh-huh. they weren't even auditioning Japanese, let alone Asian actors, for the lead roles of Light and L when they were doing the Netflix movie. Uh, I mean, which like, is... Which is... Absolutely asinine. I'll say something controversial before we wrap up. Um, For the American remake, I can get from where I stand as a liberal person, a leftist, if you will, I've become Mm -hmm. very left-leaning in my older years. I could see the choice to have Light be a white man because he has a lot of audacity. (laughs) And yes, yes. um, if we want to liken Light Yagami to a school shooter, which is a very American problem, uh-huh. they are predominantly white men. So yeah. if they had that kind of forethought into the decision, mm-hmm. then I could see it being justifiable. What's not justifiable is the alleged closing the doors to Asian actors to take these roles. What doesn't make sense is, and this is not a slight against Lakeith Stanfield, he is an incredible actor. Uh, they cast a black actor to play L, which I feel like was more of a response to, no, we're not just casting white people. We're, mm. we're blind casting. And Lakeith is the best actor in the Death Note American movie. However, in the movie, L is from Japan. His <laughs> section of the story starts in Japan. <laughs> Legit. It's Japanese. So it's very frustrating that they literally. didn't cast any Japanese get actors. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like I'm looking at all these people, and they're wh- except for this guy. <laughs> they're all white people yeah. and a so, black guy. <laughs> so we'll get more into that when we actually watch the movie. But it's like I said with our last movie review being audition, and I brought up how it's never had an American remake, despite the big um, trend in yeah. the early 2000s remaking Japanese horror movies into American movies. Mm -hmm. um audition never had one except for technically the my chemical romance music video and it was their second music video they ever done Mm -hmm. they ever did yeah but they were still able to find at least an all asian cast cast i don't know if they were all japanese but they at least found an all asian cast to fill the roles so if this tiny little band from new (laughs) jersey yeah that just put out their first cd at an indie label were able to culturally cast their music video correctly mm-hmm. what's netflix ex- ne- the netflix excuse like right but we will that video by the way <laughs> it's very good okay the, my favorite thing and i am so sad i maybe i have it i don't know i haven't looked for my cds in a while is yeah. the original like the very first i brought you my bullet cd if you mm-hmm. read the like copyright material on the on the CD itself, it says, if you make an illegal copy, Gerard Way will yes, come, come into, into your, your house and drink your blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. That's how indie they were at the time oh, of the yeah. music video. They could put so weird indie. shit like that on their CD. It's so indie. Oh, girl, I remember that so good. I can't believe you brought that up. And it was like, yeah. oh, you and me, girl, on the yeah. same page. Yeah. Um, I have to, I have to make mention of something. Yes. I just Googled Death Note, mm-hmm. the movie. <laughs> and 
in the cast list, it just says, and this is just the Google page, it says Nat Wolf is light Yagami. But in the Wikipedia summary blurb, it says his name is Light Turner. Yeah, so because they made him white, his last name is the blandest white last name to Turner. Get. But it says Yagami here and it's got the dude's picture, so they fucked it up. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yep. cool. just, anyway. Just, just letting you guys know, you internet sleuths. It's there's a typo. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I have to say is if they put like forethought and they wanted to do like a school shooter message with Light Yagami for the American remake, I could get the thought behind doing yeah. a whitewash of him. But I don't I don't think that justifies potentially shutting out Asian actors from these roles. Mm-hmm. And it just I love Lakeith Stanfield. He did a good job at L out of everyone in the American movie. And when you watch it, you'll understand what I'm saying. He understood the assignment. He understood who he was playing. Everybody else did not understand the assignment. He just should not have been L, especially because L's story starts in Japan. Right. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Anyway, that's my rant is. Right. It was just, it was frustrating when I saw that the first time I watched it. Is there... Now, now that I'm online, though, is there, like, multiple Death Notes that, like, are Japanese movies? Yes. Okay. So, um, let me look over. I have them sitting in my excess DVD shelf over here. <laughs> so, <laughs> Death Note. Um, I borrowed them from my friend Larry in high school, and I still have them. So, Larry, if for some reason you're listening, um, hit me up. There, there they are, if you're looking. <laughs> they're, they're right here. Um, so, Death Notes 1 and 2 are just the series basically uh a brit abridged versions of the series made for the cinema so very condensed very shortened and then the third one l save the world is a prequel movie about a case l worked before the events of death note or during either way either way it takes place before um episode 25 of death note okay gotcha um how many episodes are there again did you say it was like 30 something there's 32 or 36 okay i'm gonna get there soon (laughs) yeah 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 once once you get past like the first 10 episodes of exposition it starts to fly by it does and um so here's my question so for once it does fly by so i'm sure i'm going to just like ballpark it probably by the new year we'll have like a new show Mm -hmm. um have you thought about a new show I have then. not. Um, okay. Have you started Fall of the House of Usher yet? No, but that could be it. <laughs> I also have not started it. Ooh, okay. Then maybe that could be it. I mean, it is a horror show. And it is very relevant right now and hopefully will be come December too. Dude, I just had an idea. And like, if we do Fall of the House of Usher, maybe unless there's something else that like we should try to tackle maybe we should just like do the flanahan netflix shows yeah we could um yeah and i was about to suggest with fall of the house of usher since they're all i think each episode is kind of loosely based on a poe yeah story should we should we read the poe short story that correlates with the episode as well we could try to do that um i I know i know it's very loosely it's loosely, I could try to go from memory with the details, but yeah, why not? Yeah, you're they're, they're able short to do stories. That. You know what our grandpa said about short stories? 
He what? said that they should be long enough. Well, they should be short enough to be read in one sitting and long enough um, to have like a beginning, middle and end. So absolutely. There you go. Short enough to be read in one sitting. So, okay, Edgar, <laughs> if it takes me more than one sitting, I'm going to be pissed. But no, I've read, I think I've read almost you, all of them before. You could have been a post scholar if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> I really still want to. <laughs> and he's never too late. A post scholar hit me up. <laughs> anyway um, yeah let's do it dude yeah that's all yeah that's all i have this week that was a good one yeah <laughs> all right talk to you next week yep until next time bye guys bye